Johnny, how you been, man? Ah, uh, stellar. How about you? Also stellar. Beautiful. But I wanted to tell our listeners before we get to the show about Patreon. Is that cool with you? That makes me even more stellar when we talk about Patreon. Sweet. Well, if you don't know what Patreon is, it is a way for people who like a thing to support that thing. In this case, it's for our podcast. And you can support us for as little as a dollar per episode. And we give you all sorts of sweet perks. Right back. Johnny, what are some of the perks that we offer? So there's a lot. You know, with the entry level, uh, you're going to be able to come to every single one of our big parties. We mm-hmm. do. What, how often do we do it? Every, every quarter, at least. Quarterly, at Calendar least. quarter. We do a big giant giant party Mm -hmm, that's super mm -hmm. fun big bottle share and the rewards go on from there all the way up to if you're super balling out of control we might cook you dinner Mm -hmm. beyond part of the episode um yeah another thing that we offer is one of my personal favorite things called our bonus 10 spots Mm -hmm. which is when we pick a one of one of our favorite movies um and we do a 10 minute episode on those fun facts and we recap them and uh, it tends to be after an episode or two, so we've had a couple of drinks, Yeah, and everybody has a real good time. In addition to those uh, little bonus nuggets, you also get some episodes of Six Fantastic Facts with Johnny and Max, where we break down some of the most interesting, trivial information about some of the hippest, newest movies that are in theaters right now. Some crazy facts that you might have not have ever heard, and you can only hear those little bonus episodes on Patreon. Yep, so just go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema, check it out, and enjoy the episode. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Welcome to another episode of Fresh Hop Cinema. My name is Max Minardi. Welcome. My name's Johnny Summers. This is a podcast about film and craft beer, and we are going to be your co-pilots taking you through this evening's flight. Hold my pinky. We're going on a journey. Max, tell them how this journey works. It's uh, it's a pretty pretty standard format. We do our show in three parts, um, talking about beer and movies equally. Generally, we space our first segment about our first beer and about us a little bit. Then we get into our movie of the week in our second segment, where we do not spoil anything. We assume nobody's seen it, so don't worry about that if you haven't seen it. So this week, we're talking about A Wrinkle in Time. You will not have to worry about spoilers until segment three, The Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Then we switch to talking about this movie like we've all just come out of the theater and we also cover our last beer of the evening. So that's what you're in for. If you've never tuned into our show before, thank you for coming. Uh, And we hope you enjoy what's coming out of our mouths after this. And I hope you come again. Yeah. Uh, What's new, man? What is new? Bought a guitar. You did. I did. That's exciting. That is exciting. I bought my first grown-up guitar today. Tell me about it. Uh, It's a... like a black wood, like a black wood stain, uh, mm. Epiphone Les Paul special. It's pretty sweet. Yes, yeah. I have seen those. Yeah, I've actually never played a Les Paul. What? Yeah, I maybe once as like picking it up in a store, but okay, never really like yeah. jammed on one. Gotcha. But yeah, so that's kind of got me excited. I was playing that a little bit before <clears> I came <throat> over, just because it's the first. I when I said we're talking about this before the show, it's the first grown up guitar right. I've ever bought. Right, you got to elaborate on that because people don't know what you mean. Probably. Yeah, I grew up listening to really extreme like heavy metal and death metal, and there's this brand of guitars called BC Rich, mm-hmm. and they, they just look like just <laughs> imagine if yeah. you put guitar strings on like a battle axe. Yeah, you know, they're very pointy. They're very awkward to play, but they look super cool. Yes. Um, and I've been playing those since high school, and it's almost embarrassing at this point, just because I'm playing a completely different style of music now. Right. I'm playing like groovy, like stoner rock. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, this is not the right tool for this job. Mm-hmm. So it's fun purchasing yeah. the right tools for a job. Good, man. Yeah. Well, that's lovely. Yeah, that's that's got me up for show. Also, I'm going to give a shout, not out, a yes, shout just up. Just a shout, you know? I'm a shout, a holla. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, 
also another thing that got me up. I listened to it today, but the Daily Zeitgeist just oh. had their hundredth episode. Oh, really? Yeah. So super guys. stoked for those guys. Their their show's killing it. It's yeah. a daily podcast about pop culture that I'm a huge fan. Right. Of. So cool, man. Good for them. Yeah. That's what's got me up. What's got you up? I so I've had a good week. I've been in Reno most of the week. Um, I just saw Wrinkle in Time today. Um, we'll get into that more in our second segment, like we said. But um, it just came out this weekend, and I wasn't able to catch it on the Thursday night preview showing. So I caught it today as I got back into town. But I had a really nice, relaxing week as far as work weeks go in Reno. Gianna came up because it's her birthday next week, so we oh, kind of nice. spent an extra day there. And happy birthday, G Money! Boom. Um, let's see. The Oscars happened. Yeah. So we'll, we'll touch on that for sure. We we covered our Oscar predictions slash desires last week there were winners there, there were, were losers yes, there were both there were accurate and also very not accurate mm-hmm. predictions mm-hmm. i'm i'm not super happy with the way things went no but, me neither but then there's I'm, a, I'm happy there's a couple categories that i was like nah dog nah yeah like nah no no, no. hey you, sam, hey yeah. sam rockwell yeah eat garbage stuff yeah yeah so we're gonna we're gonna should we consult the whiteboard that we put we all should, of our man. our our picks on yeah so i was really excited i didn't actually get to watch the oscars live but i've caught bits and pieces since then i was performing that night but um the whiteboard itself doesn't exist because your phone took a photo of it oh, and i figured that's dude, probably good enough totally well you pull up the winners yep got them all right you got them <clears throat> let me find that picture real quick yeah so I, we i actually didn't watch the oscars either yeah uh, i pulled the plug on cable right dude so if you uh, if you didn't hear last week's episode, we made predictions and I don't um, have the picture. Dang it, Johnny! That's okay. We don't really need. I think we remember what we picked for the most part. Probably. Um, and we didn't necessarily in every category say these were predictions. It's more like what we wanted to yeah, win. Um, so I know for sure, Johnny, you said best picture for you was going to be. Yeah, I called Shape of Water best which, picture, which did win. I'd like to just say right now, I'd like to accept this mm-hmm. honorary Oscar mm-hmm. for picking that. Yes, Guillermo del Toro, <laughs> Shape of Water. Um, I gave and, myself yeah. a hand. As we said last week, we we covered a lot of these movies. So if you hear a name here that you didn't see, or you did see, and you want to hear what we had to th- had to say about it, check our uh, check our episode feed because we probably covered it. Yeah, and we I think we got we had a few right. Yeah, we definitely we, did. You got that between the two of us. Yeah, I was bummed that Lady Bird. Oh, uh, for five, man. Over five. Oh, for five. I was so so bummed when I heard that. I want to just hug Sorsha Ronan and say it's okay. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, yeah, it's fine. She's such a baller. She's gonna have such a badass career yeah like i'm not worried about she her. she and and greta gerwig the director are both relatively new in their respective fields so I'm, yeah. I'm not bummed for life but for this it was such a good movie it was my favorite movie of the year yeah even though this so. was sorcerer ronan's third nomination yes so that's a bummer it was the second or third we did this last it was, week it was third all right she'd already had two it was her third all right yeah um so let's see what else so get out did win best original screenplay yeah which made me which so nice. happy yes um the i think the real trend was not many surprises, really. Yes. I th- yeah, that's probably fair. I'm happy Guillermo del Toro won the director award. Mm-hmm. That was there, yeah. Cool. And there were a lot of three billboard runaways with uh, Frances McDormand taking Best Actress. And like you said, Sam Rockwell doing Best Supporting Actor. But uh, Yeah, it's fine, I guess. Like I, I'm very He opinion- did a good job, but I don't I don't like it. Yeah. Know? I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely more opinion-based <clears throat> at this point about that yeah, movie. Yeah, like we can go back and forth all day. Um, and we have. Yeah. But but um, good for good for get out. Yes, that, that was stoked. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let's let's get off this train for now. Um, we are on something of a timeline today, but yeah. you, you guys don't know why. Staying, Doesn't matter. Staying on format. We're not yes. on a timeline. We're professionals. So what we are going to do is talk about our first beer, I believe. And Johnny brought both. 
And why don't you tell me about what that's going to be? And I will finish what I'm sipping at this second. Yeah. So I picked up some beers from a brewery called Worthy Brewing Company. They're out of Bend, Oregon. And I personally love this brewery. There's the ice. Yep, sorry about the ice there. Yep. Beers cold. Keep them chilled. Hey, we like our beers cold yeah. and our podcast hot. Hey-o. Yeah, they're out of Bend, Oregon, and I really fell in love with some of their beers the last time I was up there. It's really cool seeing the craft beer selection like in Safeways, mm-hmm. just in Bend. It's so killer. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So I picked up like a six pack of a couple of their beers and just had them as sippers because we went on like a lot of little hikes and stuff when we were in Oregon. Uh, and we started getting distribution of this. Hashtag get it at Spikes. Mm-hmm. So... I figured it'd be really cool to do this on I the hate show. when people say hashtag. <laughs> I should tell you that. I don't like I know he said on the show. I, I hate it so much. Is that like when I say shout out and No, no, I don't mind the shout out. I, that's a pet peeve of mine. Okay. So But at least a shout out is a thing that so, people say. Hashtag pet peeve. Yeah, dude. And then you have to do the hand thing. Yeah, it's so annoying. Have you like, ever seen someone do this in like real life, like out, not, not being not, sarcastic? No, I've never seen that. I have. It but I imagine I'd have a similar feeling as somebody saying hashtag then a thing. Yeah. Like, I don't like because you did say something important, but I feel like a lot of people are like, mm, hashtag ha, but then they missed the get it at Spikes part. Yeah. Get this beer at Spikes. Get it at like. Spikes, because that's where we got it. And hashtag it on social media where hashtags belong. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not even on most social media right, that's, anymore. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe you have a, a dearth and you need you need to input that into your life some yeah, more. Yeah, I have to use hashtags in real life because right. I can't use them on Facebook no more. Yeah. I left. I don't miss it. Right. Everyday Kolsch. Anyways, yes. Worthy brewing. Yeah. Really excited for this one. It is a traditional German-style Kolsch. I will tell you a little bit about it right now. Uh, let's see here. Let's face it. Sometimes you just want a light, crisp beer you can drink. That's I, re- I do look for a beer I can drink in a beer. Touche qual- worthy. Yeah, it's a quality I, I find redeeming. Yeah. Uh, you've just spent a few hours in the garden or on the trails or returned from a long day on the job. You just want to relax and enjoy the mechanical act of drinking and the biological wonder of adult-style hydration. Fair. Worthy, easy-day Kolsch is our answer to that need. Clocking in at 4.5% ABV with a big old whopping 25 IBUs. Mm. This is going to be a German-style Kolsch. This is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find that I have a problem a lot of the time really enjoying a Kolsch if it's not super clean. Mm. I guess if it's not super... Because that's a big thing about Kolsch's and, and lagers and all sorts of German-style beers. They... they oftentimes pride themselves on being a clean, easy, light beer. Yeah, I think this is that. Pilsners especially. Yep. And this is great. Um, I think it's real refreshing and quite good. I really love the can too. It's this bright orange can with a, it makes you think of summer, right? It's got blues and yellows and a big sun on it. Yeah, it's not too bright either. It's like a dull orange. That's true. It's like a sunset. Like an auburn orange. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. Very good packaging. Nice, recognizable label. Dude, this beer is really crisp. Yeah. There's no... Like funkiness to it, mm-hmm. which I think kills a lot of Kolsch's I've had. They've got like a weird hoppy finish that just doesn't lend itself to the the smoothness of the style. Right. This comes across super crisp, clean. Mm-hmm. It shoots straight and it shoots true. Yeah, it's really good. You said you got it as a six pack? Uh, single. Oh, you got a single. Yep. You got it at Spikes, but it, right. Yeah. Sorry. I got six packs of them up there. In Oregon. Yeah, yeah, Right. But yeah, no, it was at Spikes and pretty affordable too. So you want to give me like a ballpark on what that single cost you? This one was really affordable. It was like a couple bucks. Sweet. I think it was like two or three dollars for a can of this. Do they offer it as a as a full pack there? Did you see? I think they have six packs as well as singles. I would assume they do. Like I assume Kevin just kind of, Kevin the owner of Spikes, hashtag get it at Spikes, um, mm. breaks it, breaks them down from a, from a six pack or something, right? Yeah. And then probably offers them. And then them. singles are born. Right. Unless they're really limited, then probably just go single. But this doesn't seem 
Like it's limited from what yeah. I have understood from you saying? Well, yeah, and it's not like anyone's going to be beating down his doors to grab the new hot Kolsch. I, which is a shame because there's some really good Kolsch's, but also it's March. I and agree. Like it's not the middle of 100 degree August in Chico. For sure. And this is definitely one I will remember when it does come up mm-hmm. that time of year mm-hmm. once this gets warm. But yeah, I think single, singles and six packs. Safe, yeah. Safe to say. Cool. Um, do you want to rate it? Yeah. Shall I, we I do that? I'm good with that. Okay, you first, then I'm gonna I'm gonna reevaluate one more time. All right. You know, it's there's really no bitterness anywhere in this beer. And it finishes clean, it's crisp, it's refreshing. Uh, it is an illustrious representation. I love it. It it's this is like the picture of this should be in the de- dictionary next to what the style is. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a nine five. Nine five. That's it's, it's, as far as Kolsch's go, yeah. this is maybe one of the best Kolsch's ever. So yeah, no, I mean if it's, it's if it's it is really good. A home run's a home run. <clears throat> yeah. So why not a ten then? I'm just gonna put you know, every time it gets into the high nines, I'm like, why not a ten? Because I've only got one of them. You only have one ten? No, I only have one can. Isn't that good? I would give it a high rating if I could drink three or four of them. But you could go back and buy more. Loosen up my inhibitions. I'm not want to make make rules about this. You call whatever you want. That's fine. <laughs> no, I think I don't know. I mean, yeah, if that's if that's where you go, like I'm not gonna be able to justify my rating either. So I think it. I mean, a, a ten is like transcendent. Like there's just something about a ten. Yeah, there's something about a ten. It's like you can't just give them away. Yeah, I'm not. I know. No, I'm with you. I'm not Oprah with cars. Your her name is Mrs. Witch. Yeah, exactly. Miss Witch. Check under your seat. Yeah, you get a ten. Yeah, no, it is Mrs. Witch. That's a Wrinkle in Time reference. You guys will understand that in 30 minutes. That means there's a Mr. Witch somewhere. Yeah, I guess it does. They're all misses, and I don't know. It would probably be Mr. Warlock. Yeah, I guess. If you check the spelling, maybe not the case, but who knows? Who knows? We'll get there. Um, so you say oh, a 9.5. Yeah. I'm an 8.7. Okay. Really good. Really good. If there's one there, I'll for sure drink it. I don't think I'm picking it out of a lineup, but it's very good. I think I would, depending on the activity. Right. If I was going to head to the lake, or if I was grabbing a six-pack to get, uh, go in my kayak... Um, I would definitely reach towards this one. Yeah, it's like, would you reach for this or not that these are the same styles, but this are like a PBR? Mm, depending on price, you know. What yeah, because I mean? this is a very affordable. Um, see, now that gets down to who I'm going with. Yeah, that's fair. If I'm gonna go to the river by myself, mm-hmm. I'm bringing Pabst. Oh, really? If I'm bringing uh, people that like craft beer, mm-hmm. that would maybe reach towards this because honestly, like this, and like there's been a resurgence of like craft loggers. Mm-hmm. There's been a few that have been released lately. That really hearken unto a Pabst Blue Ribbon or like a Rolling right, Rock, like right. just, and they're like four percent alcohol. Yeah, a super what is a, what's a PBR? Uh, PBR is right in that range Around too. Four it's like four, yeah. four, six, something right. like that. So I mean, yeah, honestly, at that point, I would go f- if if there was craft beer drinkers going with me, I'd gravitate towards the Kolsch just to kind That's of fair. Uh, appease. You know, it's 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 an upper tier of beer. So I mean, I I drink. PBR and like a lot of lowbrow beer at home on the mm-hmm. regular. Like I've been working in the yard. I'm not going to grab a, you know, a double IPA or anything. Sure. So I think it really just depends on so much of what I drink depends on what I'm doing and who I'm with. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, that's true. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. It's just, I'm just surprised because when I'm alone, like I would probably reach for something a little bit more crafty. Mm. Um, even if it was a, well, that's not this. Cause I drink Rainier whenever I can. Yeah. Cause it's, can and pun, it's delicious. can pun uh, it is good yeah but at the same time if i had a six pack of this line around i would at verse if i had both if i had each one i'd probably grab this first and just because you, you know if you're just sitting at home or you had some emails to write well yes but i was going for like in the, if the yard working situation okay. yeah like, like out in the hot like that's a nice 
so hot weather beer, you're by yourself, you're gonna pull weeds for two hours. Yeah, I'd go well if I had both options, I would go for the for the for the easy day Kolsch. See, I would do <clears throat> a Pabst, and then when I was done pulling weeds, I'd reward myself with a Kolsch. I see. Yep. Yes. Well, because like every time I'm out doing like manual labor in the yard or something, I always drink like Pabst or whatever. And then yeah. when I'm done, I get something. Yeah, it's time yeah. to finally little, sit back a little and bit relax. Nicer. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, different beers for different scenarios, I suppose. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Young Maxwell, I am possessed of a mighty hunger and a mighty thirst. I have one idea for a place you could go. Uh, just one? Yeah, I one. Don't... It's oh, You need only one. There can be only one, as yeah. they say in the Great Highlander. What is this place? That place is here in Chico. It's called The Handlebar. You heard of it? I have, but I've never been. Tell me more. They are an awesome craft beer bar and restaurant, like I said, here in Chico, right off 20th Street at 2070 East 20th Street. They have a ton of taps of craft beer. They have a great food menu. And seven days a week from 2 to 6, they have a happy hour where you get a dollar off all their draft beers. Well, that is a good deal since I am limited on my gold coins yeah man use up those gold coins they're the best you can use them there again that's the handlebar right here in chico check out their happy hour seven days a week from two to six where you can get a dollar off all their draft beers i'm sprinting there now (laughs) welcome welcome back from our break we are into the second segment of our show we have just made a temporary third segment introductory phrase if you're familiar with our danger zone we're gonna have a danger zone introduction before the danger zone, which we, is our next segment. We just made some cool noises with computer sci-fi magic. We'll just leave that there. In the meantime, let's talk A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, Max, I'm going to need some facts real quick about this movie. Deal. Give me, give me some hardcore data. So I have less data than usual because, as we said earlier, this is a brand spanking new movie. It's only been out for about a day and a half. Um, I don't even think. No. Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah, almost. You yeah. Know? Um, it came out, well, it came out limited screening uh, last last night, yeah. Last so yeah, it's Friday for us. Friday, what is today? The sixth or something? Today's the ninth. Perfect. Um, so it came out uh, yesterday for a couple showings. Really released today. Um, if you do not know about this movie at all, it's called A Wrinkle in Time. It uh, is directed by Ava DuVernay. Uh, the synopsis is basically this little girl's dad goes missing. Uh, the dad is played by Chris Pine. And she sets off, well, he's a, he's a physicist of sorts. He and his wife, her mother, are both physicists. He goes missing, trying to explore the depth of the universe. And she is greeted by these interdimensional beings and has to go find him, essentially. Yeah. And that's, that's essentially what the movie's about. Um, but I feel like most people know this. And if it was based on a book, correct? It was based on a book, as far as I know. Um, by yes. Madeline Lingle. Lingle. Yes, I had some input from a couple of our listeners as to their feelings on this book as children. Was it good? No. Mostly? Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't like it? Austin hated it. Sort of a classic book, though. You know, it's like one of those books yeah. you hear about growing a f- up. A few other people, uh, shout out. Uh, you can say shout out as much as you want, man. I don't want to say shout out. Just don't say hashtag shout no, out. What's a better thing than shout out? You don't have to say, like, you don't have to even say it if you don't want to. You can just say this person. Yeah. Uh, Patreon member, sure. f- close personal friend, Brian McAllister mm-hmm. was saying that he really enjoyed the book and was very much looking forward to see how that translated to the theater. I never once thanked Brian. We never did that on air for joining Patreon either. I know we've missed a couple people. Um, we need to go back and do another one of those segments where we line everybody up and thank them again, the, uh, our newcomers. We'll I feel. do that at the next event with yes. the uh, Fresh oh. Hop Cinema spanking paddle Perfect. that we just got in the mail. Yes. Sorry, you were saying... That was all. Okay, great. He was just looking forward to, to the how they translated that the book to the to the theater. Gotcha. So mixed reviews from some Patreon folks on the book. 
but that does not matter because I did not have time to read a book. Nor did I. I had time to watch a movie. Yeah, so this movie stars Storm Reed playing Meg, who is the daughter and our main protagonist. I did not know her name is Storm. It is. Yes, indeed. It also stars Oprah Winfrey, Reese Witherspoon, and Mindy Kaling, uh, who are the three interdimensional beings that we mentioned. They go by Mrs. Witch, Mrs. Whatsit, and Mrs. Who. And let's clarify the spelling of Mrs. Witch. Correct. W-H-I-C-H. Like, as in which one, not as in I am a witch, where's my broomstick? Correct. Uh, There's this fella named Calvin is the character. He's played by Levi Miller. Uh, Derek McCabe plays Charles Wallace, her little adopted brother. Who they call Charles Wallace. They do. the in No matter the situation, I was saying this. The whole movie. Even when it's like pretty intense, like Charles Wallace, Charles Wallace, Charles like Very annoying. Not even, obviously, I'm not expecting them to call him Chuck, but not even Charles once. Like at yeah. one point he gets lost and they're trying to find him. They're still taking the time to say Charles, Charles Wallace, Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace. I don't get that. It's very strange. Uh, anyways, the two parents are played by Chris Pine and I hope I really am trying my best here. Gugu Mathaba Ra. Mbatha Ra. Gugu Mbatha Ra. I'm going to say that. I think the M's a little bit more silent, but I think you're in the ballpark. Guju or Gugu, you think? Probably Guju. I would say maybe. Gugu's a baby sound. Yeah, Guju. Guju Mbatha Ra. It's obviously an African Yes, that name. seems fair to me. So I, I think Guju sounds a bit more. Yeah, I don't, we don't know, but that's, that's, yeah, sounds right to me. I just. I don't know, man. I was racking my brain the whole time I was watching this movie, too, because I knew she looked familiar, but I couldn't figure out from where. Did you figure it out? I did figure it out. It hit me on the drive home. She uh, she played a character in Black Mirror uh, in the San Junipero episode. Okay. Can't think of that character's name at the moment, but she's great in that. And there's just something so familiar about watching. I was like, I know I've seen you in something. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. Okay. Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, uh, go ahead. Was it the episode with the, the bicycles? No, no, no. The one where they're on the training bikes? No. Okay. But Daniel Kaluuya was in that. Was he in that episode? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That's yeah. where he was. Yeah. Pretty, a lot of Black Mirror, like, people are starting, starting to pop it a branch pop, out. Pop. Granted, I'm sure these people have had other roles, but. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So Ga- Zach Galifianakis and Michael Pena also He's, make ca- cameos. snuck in there. Yeah. Um, Zach Galifianakis plays this, uh, another you know, universe kind of dude. He his character's name is the Happy Medium, and he's sort of a, a seer. Yeah, he's a medium. Yes, and they, we, you think she's like talking about a happy medium, like he's just a jovial dude. Sure, he's always balancing. Right, that's his thing. Yeah, uh, and then Michael Pena plays Red, who is sort of a an emissary for this evil the presence, it. the It, or there's another name for it that maybe I'll remember. No, that was fine. it. Uh, the only other person that stuck out to me. At first was Andre Holland, who plays Principal Jenkins, who was in Moonlight. Oh, okay. So I wanted to throw that out, too. Nice. Uh, I liked him a lot. He had a pretty minor role, but still. still haven't seen Moonlight. You got to do it, man. I know. You got to do it. Anyways, that's the stats. I do want to make a little point here to say something about this Thursday night. Um, it's that it got this Wrinkle in Time did um, $1.3 million, which is pretty big for, for Thursday the night? night before the full opening night. Wow. Yeah, because there's always only like two showings on Thursday. There were two showings in every theater in Reno. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Also, a tiny little note, and this is from boxofficemojo.com, which is pretty reputable as far as movie facts and tidbits go. After, I'm just going to read it. After a record-breaking February, I saw calendar grosses top $1 billion for the first time ever. That's all I want to say. Apparently... Uh, the theater did pretty well yeah. in February, over a billion dollars, which I guess is the the most it's ever made. That Dang. seems crazy, but well, Black Panther blew up. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and it there's just been a lot of good stuff out, and I think also with the the Oscars coming, a lot of the best yes. picture nominees were still in theaters, mm-hmm. so it's not entirely surprising. Yeah, on the note of Black Panther too, 
Black Panther's been number one since it came out. Mm-hmm. But Wrinkle in Time, this weekend, they're they're predicting that it's going to be a close call. Maybe Wrinkle in Time will... will I, which I, I feel like it probably will. It's always when kids-ish movies come out. Like You have like three or four people that go with a family, right? Mm-hmm. Versus like maybe two nerds. Or like me. us who go and see, yeah, who go and see Black Panther Just, with our not children. Yeah, or by ourselves. Right, yeah. All right, so we've gotten some facts. Yes. We've gotten some plot. We kind of mm-hmm. know what we're dealing mm-hmm. with. Let's go ahead and get into what we think about this bad boy. Yeah, you want to go first or you want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. All right. So A Wrinkle in Time is a movie that is made for and definitely marketed and is for children. Can we say adolescence? Yeah. Because it's not children, children. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that because okay. I was sitting right behind, a, right in front of a four-year-old. He started crying, or she. No. Really? So many questions. Oh. Because it, it, it wasn't very obvious what was happening. There was a lot of nuance. There was actually some decent like acting type stuff where you're like, but why? You know. But also props to his mom because she had him trained to whisper so quietly. It was just cute at that point. That's great. He was like, mommy, why is she doing that? <laughs> you just whispered, mommy's not here. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I wanted to whisper back so often, but it was really yeah. nice that she had him trained and like he was behaving yeah. so well. I yeah. couldn't be mad at him whispering. Yeah. But anyways, yes. Yeah, so it's a movie for young human creatures. Sure. So I went in kind of open-minded. I like going into movies completely blind. I had not seen a preview. I had not read a synopsis. Or a book. Or the book. I mean, I've read a book. I haven't read this book. <laughs> hey, man. I've never read. I couldn't even learn to read, I so I couldn't read what was about. Yeah, yeah, and movies with subtitles get me all jacked up. There you up. go. Terrible. So, yeah, I just have to figure out what's right. going on. Just read the faces. We should do that sometime. That'd be a fun bonus 10 spot. Yeah. Review a movie in a foreign language without, without subtitles. subtitles. That'd be, I'd be And just completely miss it. Like, yeah. Read afterwards. Oh, that'd be great. That would be really funny. Anyways, A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, it's a really kind of a classic telling um, it's, you know, something, it's a classic tale type situation, you How know, so? a father or like a, a parent or someone gets kidnapped or taken by bad guys Okay. and a young child has to find the strength within them to go and rescue them or go on a mission to make something happen to get them back. It's, it's All been, right. it's a kind of a formulaic style. It's, I, it, yeah. It's definitely like the quest movie formula. In a lot of ways, but it had a really nice message, and I actually did kind of enjoy it. Um, there were things that were definitely juvenile that I kind of just you have to take as silly, but accept them as the whole in the whole of the movie. It was hard to get into because they just throw you these characters, and there's not much backstory at all. It's just like here we go. But I mean, you're condensing a book down into an hour and a half. Overall, I liked it. I thought the young lady that was the main character, whose name is Storm. I, that's such a cool name. Yeah. Uh, she did really well. Um, the kid, the the Charles Wallace guy. Yeah, Derek McCabe. He was unsettling. Yeah. He we was, should get into that later. Yeah. We should maybe do that in the Danger Zone, yeah. too. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk more about young Charles Wallace in the Danger Zone. That kid was impressive. Yeah. yeah. And the great actor, right? Yeah, he had to be like five or six, you think, right? Yeah, like but that. like articulate and nailing lines mm-hmm. like an adult. It was crazy. Uh, you know, and then there was a lot of great famous people you'd recognize playing the the three mystical characters. Mm-hmm. Some cool effects, and they didn't overdo it with Chris Pine. I mean, overall, yeah. it was a it was a pleasing movie, and it had a really nice message that was just kind of wholesome and palatable. And, you know, it's not going to win any Academy Awards, I don't think, for acting, but it's definitely a worthwhile film. It was very entertaining, and I I for sure enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give me, uh, I'm going to start talking my thoughts too, but 
my leadoff question is like, describe to me in one sentence every Disney princess movie you've ever seen. It, like wait, with what respect do you mean? to the love story. Oh, hmm. So there's insecurity and peril of some sort. Who's in peril? Usually the princess. Who saves her? Usually the prince. And that's it, right? Yep. So this movie I think was great because this was a Disney movie and it wasn't that. It was a team effort. Yeah. Also, not just that, like, let's go ahead and say Storm Reed, who plays the main character Meg, is black. She's a black, not popular girl at school. Yeah, she's got glasses. And yeah. And just... it's very, like, there's some bullying issues that come up. Um, so without giving too much of the plot away, what you were saying is totally right. There's these there's these people that come and, and her dad is, he's not... I guess he's kind of kidnapped. He's held hostage, basically. Well, he disappeared, and yeah. they didn't know why for like four years. Right. So these these three women, already again, big point there. Like, there's not like a man that runs the show in mm-hmm. this movie ever. It's Oprah. Yeah, like Oprah just run, Oprah Reese Witherspoon and Mindy Kaling just you know they own it. They're in. They're like the leaders of this universe, which is cool. And they had such dope costumes. I hated their costumes. They were, they were so, so silly. silly. Uh, but I get Whoa, it. It was fine. Did that just happen? I knew you were saying it. So I, I silly. Agree. Um. But but the whole quest that she's on that that Meg is on is is um, you know like finding her value mm-hmm. and and learning about herself and saving her father and saving you know like, which is such a juxtaposition on the normal the normal theme like you have this weak girl who saves this big powerful man mm-hmm. to to that's her goal is to try to you know save the, I don't feel like that's a spoiler she saves her dad in the end I think it's we, a no, Disney like, that's going to happen yeah okay. Um, and it's it's fair to point out too that the director is uh, an African American woman. Fair, yeah. She seems super badass. Yeah, it's more of this representation stuff. Like, it, I don't know if you caught any of the Oscar clips or not, but there's been obviously a strong push for more representation of women and minorities. And, yeah, um, which I think is great. Like, uh, it's nice to see Gianna was. We saw it together today, and she was saying how there was like a mix of tones between the silly kid aspects and the mathematical science bits mm-hmm. and how that didn't work for her, but it worked really well for me because I think, you know, it's, 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 it's aiming at that very, at a very specific, like nerdy kids can be heroes too. I think they were emphasizing that. Totally. And every one of the big emphasis too is like, nobody's perfect, but everyone has value. Yeah. Even your flaws have value, which was an amazing message to send. I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. But the kid that played Charles Wallace, little brother was, was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of, uh, well, yeah. Had some shining moments mm-hmm. in there almost verbatim at one point. Right. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Oh maybe. yeah. Okay. Uh, which I was already thinking, I was like, oh yeah, okay. That's a little, a little derivative, but so this movie is, I would not say for young children, it's also not for adults necessarily, but it is for that sweet middle ground where like, you're not quite a kid and you're, you're an adolescent, right? I would say like nine to 14 yeah. is where like this movie's wheelhouse, same age as the, the main character. Sure. That's my rule of thumb too. I think, I think when you're looking at a live action movie, you can generally, if, it, if you get the vibe that it's kind of a kid's movie, you can get the vibe for what age kids based on what the protagonist is. Yeah, exactly. That age. Yeah. They yeah. said that movie was like scary at points. There were some, some scary spots that I think you, if it was probably rated PG. I can check that. It's rated PG. Of course yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like a four or five year old kid in there might be a little young. Scary, somewhat really intense and mm-hmm. like kind of dark. Like honestly, some like decent sci-fi, like yeah, pretty good effects too. Creepy, monstery, mm-hmm. tentacly type things happening. Yeah. So yeah, and one of the things I think is really important and fair to mention too that the two young kids that are the main characters, one a young white boy mm. and Storm. What's yeah. her name in the movie? Meg. Meg and Calvin. Meg and Calvin. 
they have like an interracial kind of flirtation slash like chemistry that I think was really refreshing. I actually really like that too. Not, I mean, obviously for, for the representation side, but also it's that it wasn't cause they're right at that age too. You figure they were like 14, 15. Yeah. Um, they didn't ever push it past the, like into the, into like the hormonal side yeah. of it. It was all really wholesome. Yeah. Um, which, they were adorable. Yeah. Like and I thought it was nice. And and there was even like, this is maybe a stupid moment to latch onto, but um, I started thinking of like eighties and nineties movies where you'd see, so they're all back at home at this point, they're mm-hmm. in their kitchen and he says bye to her. And then he says, can I call you later? Mm-hmm. Which is not like usually like, I'll give you, I'll call you like that sort of thing. Yeah. I thought that was like a really nice consensual moment. Like, like, I don't know. Very respectful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, a lot they did right in this. And it was nice too, because there, <laughs> there was definitely like weirdness between them, but it was definitely, you know, kind of some self-esteem esteem issues mm-hmm. on, on Meg's part. For sure. But it was never like a race issue. No, you know? definitely not. It was really nice to just see two kids that thought they were cute. Each other were cute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There, it was a, there was an innocence to it and a normalcy, which is nice, you know, because I, there was a time not that long ago when something like that would have been seen as taboo, as taboo wrong. or strange. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we can't put that on film, you know? So it's it's just cool to to see that and just see it be so nonchalant because it should be nonchalant. Yeah. So I have a hard time rating movies like this because I know they're not for me. Right. So I, I said to John when we left, I was like, that was a great movie. I'll, I'm not never going to see it again. Right. It's, I don't need to see it. I get it. I think if I had kids today, I would show them that movie. Yeah. Um, so some of the stuff where we start learning about Calvin and Meg's relationship, he says, Hey, I love your hair. And she goes, or she says like, you have really nice hair. And she says, no, I don't. And then it's like, okay, well there's her insecurity. She doesn't mm-hmm. like the way she looks, which is perfect for children. It's very obvious. That's what the deal is. And then that's reinforced throughout the movie. Um, like I think Oprah's character says something like you're you're beautiful and she's like no I'm not and then so that becomes part of her journey is being yeah. okay with herself, um, which is so typical for people that age. totally yeah. you even see with the bully struggling with that later which I think is really nice that you was should, a really nice tie in you show it? the vulnerabilities of even people you think are bad everyone's human and, and one of the main things in this movie too is everyone's going through their own stuff except the it which is just which is I didn't like that even I know it's a kids movie but the it that's what we went with yeah. the it yeah. I don't like that. Little, it did have a different name, though. Yeah. There's, just, are you looking for the characters? Camazots. That's what it was called. The It. Oh, Camazot. That was like the It planet. It was like the planet? Yeah. yeah. I don't really get that. It was like this planet like entity thing that was like spreading throughout space. And it was basically... plot, kind of. And it was just people being mean to each other. It basically. It was just like... It was everything evil and just yeah. malicious It was pretty rude. on the nose. But again, it's a really nice message. Basically, you fight you fight off these evil forces in the universe by reinforcing love and being kind to people. And that's a great message to send. Yeah. They, they basically it. took some really great messages and metaphors mm-hmm. and made them super palatable yeah. to young viewers and just you know reduce them to the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. and said here this is what this represents it's very straightforward right. like you said it's like it's like making a movie with legos yeah it, it's all just although don't you dare downplay the lego movies right now because those movies are oh, those are they're not like those aren't that did you ever see lego batman yeah it's the first time i've had a drink of four loco on this show did you ever see it? oh i see i did see it yes okay good very funny movie yeah it was there's, so funny right yeah i there's so many good parts in that they're coming out with a new one i think um, yeah, they've been cranking them out pretty consistently. Yeah, it's a solid market. I yeah. would I would milk that for all it's worth if I were yep. in charge. So those are our thoughts on yes. this movie. Let's it, rate it. Rate it. Anything mm-hmm. else you want to add? Um, 
Any other nothing hi- that jumps to mind. If I do think of something, I'll do it in the danger zone. I have one thing, sure. and we'll touch on it on the danger zone. But Reese Witherspoon changed into a flying piece of lettuce. So I guess yeah, I guess on that note, I do have a couple more things. Um, lettuce. It was weird. Lettuce. Was it lettuce or was it like a leaf? It looked like flying romaine. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. So, so the visuals in this movie are great. I they think were, they did a really good job with the CGI. Um, like the flower critters oh, were those were, those so, were cool. so cool. A lot of the um, so they reference a tesseract, which actually is a real thing in quantum physics. So that you've heard it from Marvel movies. Wasn't that Thor? Don't they travel in a tesseract? Um, hmm. No, Maybe. that's the Bifrost. It is the Bifrost, but it might be a form of a tesseract. I think I've heard Thor say tesseract at some point. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. They probably had to yeah. give Chris Hemsworth a million dollars just to hold that thing. Like, tesseract. Tesseract. Do you have a tesseract? I don't know what the yeah. slogan would be. Um, but anyway, so when when they would do that interdimensional travel, I don't know if that's the right phrase, but when when the when the, the wrinkle in time happens, sure, yeah, when it all starts moving around, that was a really cool effect. The shifty time portal thing. Yeah, sorry about the sirens. I was worried about that. We for live today. Max lives in Let's, the hood. Hang on, one second. Sirens are gone. We jumped forward in time. Or there was backwards a or sideways. There was a wrinkle. What was I saying? Oh, CGI. Very good. Yeah. I like the effects a lot. I do think like the flying lettuce thing looked really cool. Also very weird because it looked like a piece of lettuce. We're going to call that Romaine Airlines. Deal. Uh, so that's all I was going to say. I think it was really fun to watch and some of the, the transportational dimensional stuff was really cool. Some great songs. That was one thing I noticed. Yeah. There was a couple. I want to look into the soundtrack. Like two specifically, right? Sia had an original song and then there was one... It almost sounded like uh, Sade or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. The one where, like, right when... She's... Right. Yeah, and At there the was end. the really bright colors, and it was mm-hmm. the song that her dad used to sing, and it was like... Oh, is that what that was? Flower of the Universe, yeah. My Child. It was a really cool song. So I definitely dug a couple of the songs. A little, Definitely a little bit memorable. Yeah. Let's uh, let's rate this movie. Solid seven. Yeah. It's, it's a right. really good movie for the people that it's made for. I enjoyed it. I was endeared to the characters. I had empathy for them. Uh, it, it definitely sucked me in, and I, mm-hmm. I was into the movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I like you. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Right. But that's not to detract anything from what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, it's a kids' movie that was pretty darn good. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm on the same boat, but I'm giving that a little bit more credence. I'm gonna go for an eight point five because I do think it's an important movie, and more than that, a step in the right direction for movies for young people. In a lot of different ways, right? right? It's hitting a lot of bases from, yeah. from the diversity to the inclusion to the self-love message. And I think it's that's really important nowadays. Yeah, I want to see more women directing films. Yeah, dude. So 8.5 for me, 7 for you. We're going to jump to a break, come back with The Danger Zone. If you would like to avoid spoilers for The Wrinkle in Time, for A Wrinkle in Time, uh, go see the movie, come back and listen. But I don't think that we're going to be spoiling too, too much. I don't think there's much to spoil. You already said everyone lives. Right. Most importantly, him. we are going to cover a beer from Hawaii. So stick around. Sometimes we say things a little bit too loud on this show, and I'm watching my screen and the audio comes by, and you know what I see? What? Blitz? A spike. Oh! Take it away. You know what else is a spike? That bottle shop we get our beer from for the show. That's exactly right. Spike's Bottle Shop is right here in Chico at 1270 East 1st Avenue, and not only do they have the best selection of craft beer in Northern California and possibly America. What? What? They also team up with our listeners to give them a special discount just for knowing our super secret passcode. What's the passcode? It's F-H-C. That's right. You use the passcode F-H-C at Spikes during checkout to get 10% off whatever you've decided to fill your mouth and your gut with that day or night or morning. I don't know your life. Get that yummy, yum, yum, yum. Get on down to Spikes and check it out. They support us. Go support them. 
Danger zone. 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 Welcome to the danger. Holy crap! It's done. Welcome to the danger zone. That's new. We're we're improvising. Yeah, we'll fix. We'll do something different next time. But that was cool. You're welcome for the nightmares you're gonna have about my voice. Yes, that was terrifying. Welcome to the danger zone, folks. Welcome. We are gonna. We're. Do you have any more you wanted to say about Wrinkle in Time? You know. Not really. I mean, there's some cool costumes and yeah. there's some some cool stuff, but no, I mean, there wasn't anything really super spoilery. Yeah, uh, we need to talk about Charles Wallace for five minutes. Deal. Uh, and then we're gonna review a beer, and then I think we are gonna be titties and rainbows. So, the danger zone is where we talk about a movie like you just saw it with us. This is the spoiler zone. Mm-hmm. This is the more beer zone. This might be a swear word zone. Sure. So, all those things. And if yes. you're ready. Let's embark. Yes, you said Charles Wallace. That is the younger brother played by actor Derek McCabe in A Wrinkle in Time. What did you want to say about him besides the fact that he gets real creepy? He gets real creepy. Um, He was also like a really good little actor. Yeah. It was unsettling how he nailed the character. And also it was kind of weird how he was like super jovial and like just over the top cheerful half the time. It was unsettling. Like stop that. Stop being so damn cheerful. Yeah, he so he's he's really good, really eloquently spoken. But then he does sort of get I'm gonna use the word possessed. Yeah, by the it he got a little taken over. He got a little it in him. Yeah, um, it was not good. He got real scary. He had lightning in his face and stuff. It and, was uh, not good. It was not good. All right, fair enough. Pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that was real creepy. I thought he did a really good job. So yeah, and the lightning effects where like his face cracked and there yeah. was like lightning coming out of it. So he was totally like the face of evil for like 10, 15 minutes right. in and, the show. And there's that one scene where Meg is like, she's like Charles Wallace. And he goes, Charles Wallace isn't here right now. And in my brain, I was like, Mrs. Torrance. Right. Uh, and he didn't say that. Yeah. And then at one point there was like three people that said, shut up, Meg. Yeah. And in my Peter Griffin voice, I was uh, like, shut up, Meg. Yep. Made me really happy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like for sure, keep an eye on that kid. Cause he's a really good actor and he's like six. Yeah. Do we have an age on him? I, I was guess? just looking for it, and I didn't look far enough to find it. I'm not going to look any further because it's not on his IMDb, and I'm not leaving IMDb because it's my safe space. Yeah, and also don't start Googling child actors. That's how you get on watch lists, bro. Yeah, maybe, huh? You can't register to vote every time you move. Like, yeah. tell your neighbors. It's, it's just awkward for everyone. Yeah. Handsome right. little devil, though, isn't he? You want to follow that with that? <laughs> That's what you're doing? <laughs> he was dressed so nice in this sure, movie. Sure, very stylish. Like he had sweater vests on. He, yeah. What kind of six-year-olds are rocking good. sweater vests and like tailored pants? He's got his style, man. Yeah. He was like hella gangster in this movie. I do think like based on the family he was in, I don't know, like they're probably not the most fashion forward people. They're just scientists. So like that's fair. where is he getting his fashion so, that's sense? That's fair. Like, He's dressed like a young dapper scientist. Kids GQ. I don't. Kids GQ. Is that a thing? Probably. It probably is. I don't know. We live in a sad world. It probably yeah. is. Let's talk beer. Let's talk beer. Uh, we're, we're, we're putting a wrinkle in time to bed. I'm putting it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so let's, let's unwrinkling let's it. Unwrinkle it or do we it fold it? Let's, we could crumple it. We could unfold it. Sure. Sure. And then crumple it. I'm going to throw it away. Throw it away. Let's throw it away. Great. Wrinkle in time's gone. Let's friggity friggity fast forward to a beer. We are now consuming. Who brought this beer to us? You, you ask. I, you, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask. I was going to have you say, hey, Johnny, who brought us this beer? I was talking to other people, not you. Oh, guys, who brought <laughs> us this beer? Anybody? Bueller? Guys, Bueller, Bueller. This beer was brought to us by a lovely human being by the name of Jared Schmidt. Boom. Who was just on a vacation. Oh, gotcha. That's, yeah. I was wondering where he got this. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Thanks, Jared. Yeah. Thanks, man. He brought it back just for us. He actually 
like went way above and beyond and was like, pick one of these three beers that I brought back for the show. That's hella pimp. Yeah, he's a baller. He's balling out of control. He's a sexy human being, so hug him next time you see him. Anyways, so this is from Big Island Brew House. Brew Haas. It's spelled B-R-E-W-H-A-U-S. So I want to say Brew Haas. <laughs> it is on the Big Island. Uh, well, that's weird. Big Island Brew House, but it's not on the Big Island of Hawaii. It is on... Wait, how does this work? So that's on the island of Hawaii, but it's in a city called Camuela, Hawaii, USA. 96743. Is that the area code? They put their zip code. And there's a batch number on here. That's pretty cool. Uh, So we are drinking White Mountain Porter from Big Island Brew House. It, It is a porter brewed with toasted coconut and coffee. And I'm super stoked for this one. And... It is going to be clocking in at 5.8% with an ABV, uh, I'm sorry, with an IBU of 30. So really low IBU as well. Uh, This is a classic robust porter spiced with all-natural hand-toasted coconut and award-winning locally grown and roasted white mountain coffee from Lava Java. Black in color and crowned with a creamy dark tan head, toasted coconut and roasted coffee aromas are followed by hints of rich, silky dark malt and chocolate, balanced by a hoppy spice finish. This multiple award winner uh, most recently won a silver medal in the 2016 U.S. Open Beer Championships Herb and Spiced Beer category, making it our most award-winning beer. That's right. You can get this at the tap room for $9 in a 22-ounce bottle, or if you want to ship it to the States, the case itself will cost you 86 But I think based on my first taste of this... It might be worth it. This is a real good porter. It is really good. It is, right? This is quite tasty. I actually thought it was going to be a bit stronger, uh, but it's not. It's a really nice drinkable yeah. ABV level. That's kind of the, the range you want a porter to be Right, in. unless it's like an Imperial or Baltic porter or something yeah. like that. This is like a straight up good, yeah. just awesome porter. And I wasn't expecting it to be thick. You know? No, so for sure. So it's like you anticipate almost a brown ale type consistency. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. A lot of chocolate. A lot of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Coconut. Little subtle. Yeah, I got coconut. Little, it's But there. it's in there. It's definitely in there. This is, all in all, a really good beer. Yeah, this is worthwhile. What's So what's the uh, what's the other brewery from Hawaii I've had, probably? Oh, uh, let's see. Is Kona? Kona. Kona's right. like the, the big one. They do like the big wave. Yeah. And then um, uh, Longboard. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I've never really liked any of them. Like, they're fine, but yeah. I've never... Uh, this is better than, than those for sure. And then there's also Maui Brewing Company. Oh, maybe it's that one. They do like the toasted coconut porter. Yes. That's like very comparable. Do they to do an IPA beer? as well? I think they do? have like a full lineup. I'm pretty sure we did it on the show or I brought one at some point. We drank it together. But, right. But yeah, they're they're available here in town as well. Oh, they are? Yeah. But both of them are? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, Longboard, uh, Kona is like, uh, Anheuser-Busch owns it, I believe now. Oh, really? Yeah. So, ew. Huh, that's interesting because, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think of which one. I think the ones that I'm thinking of are Kona, but I'm not sure how I can find out. I'm checking online here real quick. But Either way, for sure, this place is independently owned and operated, and they have some really dope coffee. Apparently, it's a local coffee place that they yeah, get their beans cool. from, which makes me happy, like super locally sourced. Mm-hmm. Seems like this is definitely a beer that you would have to go there to get, which is super cool. We're drinking some like brewery slash yeah. state type exclusive. Yeah, I was saying if you wanted to get them shipped, you could, but I don't know that you actually can do that. Um, you can ship beer to California now, but I think it's within California. Yeah, like I don't think you can do um, like non-continental states. I think the easiest thing to do would just be fund Jared Schmidt's next vacation to Hawaii. I'll chip in. That's yeah, great. Bring me back one of these. Yeah, and then he'll just bring us back beer. I think yeah. that's, that's the way to do it. 
Yeah, I, Jared, um, I haven't heard from you about these beers, or actually about your trip at all, um, but I would love to hear what you thought about this beer, because you said he gave us a, Johnny, you said we had a choice of three? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, there was like an IPA, a double IPA, and then this one, I believe. Gotcha. Something like that. Well, I hope Jared got the chance to try this one as well. He did. Okay. He said he loved it. It was his favorite. Sweet. He's glad I picked it. Well, cool. So. Do you want to Do you want to rate this guy? Yeah, this is really good. I'm giving it an 8.5. This nice. is like a, an outstanding porter. I'm definitely a fan of it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I don't want to dwell too much, but everything I was just saying was was accurate. I do like how light it feels mm-hmm. for how, uh, not how much alcohol is in it because there's not, but how much flavor there is in such a light beer. Yeah, definitely. It packs if that makes a, sense. It packs a nice a flavor package. Packs a package of flavor. Packs a package of flavor. How many packages of Peter Pecker? Peter's Pecker. Yeah, flavor package right. would Ugh. pack in your mouth if it uh, couldn't pack flavor in there. Yeah. Oh, the, the, go ahead. The answer is quite a bit of flavor. Quite a bit of flavor. Quite a bit of flavor in your mouth. Uh, The reason I brought up Maui or Kona Brewing is because there was that other, you said the coconut porter, right? Yeah. From one of them. Maui. That one I remember thinking there was no, I think it's that beer, that there was no coconut in, or maybe I'm mixing it up with another beer, but one of my biggest pet peeves in a beer that says it to be a coconut beer is when, when, well, when there's either no coconut or way too much. Sure. I guess that's not really a pet peeve. You just want a beer that's well balanced, but. You just want a beer that's not shitty? Yeah. What? We had that, uh, that Tuscan grain coconut oh, stout. Yeah. And there was no coconut in that. It was real hard to find. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I never was. But once. I would almost rather have that than like a tanning lotion yeah, type true. heaviness on the coconut. Yeah. Because like when it's done well, it's good. But like that artificial coconut, it overpowers so yes. much. And this beer, it really doesn't, which I like. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a seven point eight. Okay, that feels good to me. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into why. I don't want to have to nitpick, but seven point eight feels good. That's fine. Um, I'll allow it. Eight five for you. Any last thoughts on this episode before we wrap things? Man, we covered the Grammys or the Oscars or yep. whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Oscars, those the award Academy ceremonies. Awards. I called Best Picture. Y'all owe me a beer. Fair. I'm pretty sure we had a handshake agreement sure. on that. Just it was understood if you were listening to this. It's a given. We were right. You owe us beers. Duh. Yeah. Thanks, and you're welcome. Yeah, that was good. We covered a wrinkle in time. Yep. We covered some beers. Yeah. Uh, we do have something to do tonight with some of our Patreon members. We're going to head out for an event, and that's all we're going. Well, you're not going to hear it tonight. I guess we could probably say more, yeah. but we won't. Um, so that's why we're wrapping this episode just a little bit shorter than usual because we're very excited for that. Yeah, check us out on Patreon and get involved with that so you can come kick it with us. Uh, also, if you're on Patreon and you know our good friend John Wallum, we're recording a special episode with him on one of his favorite movies and our movies that we – well, one of our movies that we've all seen I think is what we ended up coming up with. But it's going to be a fun episode. Yeah, look for that dropping Patreon exclusive coming yes. at you. In the meantime, my name's Max Minardi. My name's Johnny Summers. And together – Accumulatively, mm. we are fresh out soon. See you next week. Did I just use that word wrong? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Cinema.